There is no God like Jehovah, and we are the laborers in his vineyard, declaring the word of the Lord. Thanks for leading that great song, Rusty. I love that song uh, so much. This morning, we're beginning a new sermon series, and I'm going to share a little bit about that as we begin. But first, I want to call attention to something that may very well be in your house. You likely have this displayed in your house somewhere. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. Bible trivia test time. Do you know where that's found? And if you say the Bible, you're correct. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Um, Can you be a little more specific? I hear it. It is Old Testament. And if you said Isaiah, you are exactly correct. Isaiah is correct. And if you said Isaiah 40, you really really got it whipped. I have learned through the years that uh, if I can remember the book and the chapter of a passage, I can find the verse. It may take me a minute or two, not very long, uh, but I can find it. And I just like, uh, as I was preparing for this lesson, noticing the song list that Rusty had picked out, this wonderful songs, these wonderful songs we've sung today, we sang the song, Thy Word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. That wonderful song that was uh, the words written by Amy Grant and the music by Michael W. Smith, and it's taken from Psalm. If I told you it's taken from the longest chapter in the Bible, would you know? Psalm 119, that's right. And so I realized that that was in Psalm 119, but I never can remember verse 105. So it does take a while to read through it to get to verse 105. But if you know that this great statement, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength, they will soar on wings like eagles, and you know that that's in Isaiah 40, then well done on you. This morning begins that new sermon series, and this is the title of it, Strength for the Weary, Isaiah 40. I want us in these last four weeks of January to look at this great, incredible chapter, Isaiah chapter 40. It ends with this statement, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength, they will soar on wings like eagles. But there's so much else that is found in this chapter that gives us the same kind of strength and encouragement, especially when we're weary. And so this morning we begin by focusing upon the Word of God. Because in the first part of this great chapter, that's what Isaiah focuses on. That's what he reminds us of. As his desire is to bring strength for the weary. Today we focus on the Word of God. And another very familiar passage that you may not have known was in Isaiah 40, is in Isaiah 40. And it's this call in the first five verses, prepare the way for the Lord. You know that as the great statement from John the Baptist when he was announcing the coming of Jesus, soon to happen. He's quoting directly from Scripture. He's specifically quoting from Isaiah chapter 40. Prepare the way of the Lord, just as we sang a moment ago. 
Isaiah 40, verse 1, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Verse 3, a voice of one calling, in the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. These words in this chapter can find so many places and times and peoples that need to hear it so desperately, including the 8th century B.C. in the time of Isaiah, when the northern kingdom of Israel was taken captive at the hands of the world empire, the Assyrians. And they threatened Jerusalem and would have taken it too. And all of Judah, except for the faithfulness of Isaiah the prophet and a faithful king by the name of Hezekiah. Years later, of course, it could be especially important for those Jews in the southern kingdom of Judah when Judah was threatened again and Jerusalem was ultimately overtaken, this time at the hands of the Babylonians. And then less than a hundred years after that, that group that comes back from exile in Babylon, modern-day Iraq, Iran, the Middle East, that part of the Middle East, all of that we see that that's going on, and they go back, and they hear these words again from Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. It's a call for comfort and tenderness and words that bring about hope. And especially to those who are suffering can hear these words, your time of punishment has come to an end. Your suffering is over. Things are about to get better. For some reason or another, I thought that seemed like an appropriate message for us today in January of 2022. We have been at this for a long time. And I appreciate the continued prayers as our shepherd David Wicks led us as we continue to go through this very draining and challenging and life-threatening COVID-19 pandemic. And now it's 2022, and here we are still. And you know what? We're tired. We're tired. We're weary. We want to be past this. But what we have found is just the want to be past this doesn't quite get us past it. It's still very much a reality that we're figuring out how to live with. For many, they're still at home, and rightly so. Others are at home and need to be here. Just saying. Many are trying to figure out, well, how, how much can I do? How much should I do? And we're tired of having to ask those questions. We're tired of having to deal with things that we haven't had to deal with before. And most of all, we're just weary, and we need strength. The call of Isaiah tells us we don't have to give in to the weariness, nor should we. 
Because God gives strength for the weary. He gives comfort to his people. He speaks tenderly to us. He reminds us that one day the things that we're struggling with today will come to an end. Everything in this world, the good things and the bad, the blessings and the challenges are temporary. They come and they go. But we're going to see something today that stays on forever that David mentioned in his wonderful prayer. And so the prophet says, prepare for God's coming blessings. It's coming. It's coming. He hears that call to speak words of calmness, of comfort, of tenderness, of relief, of deliverance. And then these verses in verses 3 and following, In the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all the people will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And it's no wonder, no wonder, that when they come to John the Baptist and they say, Who are you? Are you the Messiah? Are you the long-awaited Messiah? Nope, not me. Well, then who are you? I am Isaiah 40. I am the voice of one calling. Prepare the way for the Lord. Because that time of deliverance, that time of salvation, that time that Isaiah promised where all the the rough things in the road would become smooth, I, I don't snow ski. I have never snow skied. See, I, I take some, thing, some things you can't share with people until you've built up years of credibility with them. <clears throat> I figure it's almost six years now I can say that out loud. I, I've never snow skied. And here's the, here's, you see there's an asterisk by that statement and you look down at the bottom of the page and this is what that says. Nor do I want to ever. I love, I love that many of you love that. I love that many of you go all the time and, and that's where your happy place is. I think that's great. Bill's happy place, if you took me snow skiing with you, would be with a flannel shirt and uh, flannel jeans and my guitar in the uh, little lobby area waiting for you with a cup of hot chocolate or coffee. If that's skiing, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. But from what I understand, from those of you that ski, there's something called moguls. Am I saying that right? There are these little bumps as you're skiing that can, you kind of have to maneuver around or you could take a spill. Isaiah says, the rough ground shall become level. The rugged places, a plain. Every path will be bunny slopes. (laughs) That's what Isaiah is saying. That's how good, that's how calm, that's how easy it's going to get. What a great and wonderful image. John picks that up and he says, prepare for God's coming blessings. And we read about that in the first few chapters of Matthew and Mark and Luke. And Luke especially tells us in Luke chapter 3 that This is going to get tough because some are not ready. 
for him to come yet, and you need to get ready. And that may mean that you've changed your life some. And John's word for that, and Jesus' word for that, and the early church's word for that, and our word for that is repent. There may be some things that you need to change. But here's the announcement. Here's the message. Things are going to be better. Things are going to get smoother. You will be delivered. Because the Lord is coming. Prepare the way for the Lord. And then the heart of this first passage that we look at from Isaiah 40 is verses 6 through 8. Where the prophet says, the word of our God endures forever. Not everything will. But the word of our God will. In Isaiah 40 beginning at verse 6. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are like grass, and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, and the flowers fall, because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. What's the message? You're telling me, comfort these people, bring them words of tenderness and strength. And, and so Isaiah says, okay, what, what, what shall I cry out? What do I say? The answer is the ancient words. That's what you say. That's what you share with them. Those ancient words. You know, at this time of year, as you know, it's my tendency to to encourage us all to read through the Bible in a year. I'm glad to see several of our children (laughs) have done that already. Um, But I I think it's a great thing. And if you haven't started yet, that's okay. Just start today and read today's reading first and go on and catch up. You're just, you know, a little bit through Genesis, okay? You're quite a bit through Genesis, but not, not anything unbearable. And so I really encourage you to do that. I'm doing Facebook lessons at 3 p.m. live on my Facebook page. There's They stay there, and then they're also shared on our other West Irwin Facebook pages and on our website after that. And we're just talking through the current week's reading on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And let me tell you another thing about our brother Jim Boyd. We were talking about this. We were talking about daily Bible reading and all of that. And I said, Jim, I'm sure that you have read through the Bible many times through the years. He says, oh, yeah, I I have. I have, and I still do. He says, I still try to read through the Bible every year. And this is what he said. Usually what I do is I get three or four or five translations and read through each of them in a year. (laughs) And we wonder why his heart was so big and his faithfulness so genuine. The word of our God endures forever. That's the message. And the other part of that message is that this world and humanity will pass. Isaiah says all of those things are like grass. All of those things are like the flowers of the field. Even people's faithfulness, he says. And we see that in such a big way. We're excited about uh, February 6th coming up because on that Sunday morning, on February the 6th, we're going to honor and acknowledge the wonderful blessing and gifts of the lives of some of our members here 
the members of this church family that have passed away in 2020 and 2021 and so far in 2022. And we're going to try to do that in in an appropriate way. But as we do that, we're we're going to be saying more about that because obviously we need your help to make sure that we don't leave anyone out because we sure don't want to. And these are just those individuals who were members of our church at the time. But what we want to do is we want to be able to acknowledge the great gift and the great faith that they have passed on to us. But what Isaiah reminds us of is this, even the most faithful among us will pass. Their lives ultimately will also be like the grass, the flowers that are here and blooming and planting and then gone. There is only one thing that endures forever, Isaiah says. It is not people, it's not even people's faithfulness, but it is the word of our God. That's what endures forever. And so as we're starting a new year, and yes, I think we're still starting, (laughs) what a great reminder for us to ask ourselves on what am I basing my life? Am I basing it on things that are here for a while? Maybe even good things. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about those from the context of Isaiah 40. And they may be good, they may be not so good, but none of them is forever. And so let's base our lives on something that is forever, the Word of God. Something that will endure. Something that will not change something that holds great and precious promises. Isaiah says in chapter 55 that this word of God that endures forever will always accomplish what God wants it to accomplish. And as you know from reading these verses, verse 8 of Isaiah 40, especially the grass withers, the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, Bill, you know, I... I'm not real familiar with Isaiah or Isaiah 40, but I sure have heard that verse before. Yes, you have. You may want to click on or turn to 1 Peter chapter 1. In this great beginning of this wonderful book of 1 Peter, Peter says this beginning in verse 23 of 1 Peter 1, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring Word of God. Don't you love that statement? The living and enduring Word of God. For, verse 24 of 1 Peter 1, all people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, the flowers fall, but the Word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the Word that was preached to you. As Peter writes to individuals who are at the bottom of the social scale, whose lives were a mess, the way the world would measure it. They had no power. They had no authority. They likely had no wealth. And yet Peter reminds them in this great first chapter of of their chosenness. They were chosen. They were blessed. They were sanctified. They were saved. And in this 
passage, they were redeemed. They were born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable. Not like the grass and the flowers that bloom and grow and wither and die. The grass withers, the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. A direct quote from Isaiah chapter 40. In 2 Peter 1 and in 2 Timothy 3 and 4, those two apostles speak in very clear, clear terms that the Bible is the inspired and authoritative Word of God. And that authority can be found nowhere else, nowhere else except in inspired Scripture. And it's profitable, and it's useful, and it's helpful, and it brings us strength, and it brings us comfort, and it brings us joy because it brings us hope. Holy words, long preserved for our walk in this world, they resound with God's own heart. Oh, let the ancient words impart. The word of our God endures forever. Thirdly, this morning, God carries his people close to his heart. God carries his people close to his heart. In Isaiah 40, verses 9 through 11, you who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Don't be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power, and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. Verse 11. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Just as David quoted earlier, 1 Peter 5, verse 7, Cast all your cares on him, because he cares for you. Whatever's going on in your life right now, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. And that's what Isaiah said. Almost 3,000 years ago. He speaks about his great power and he's going to speak about it more. And that's really going to be the focus of the next two sermons in this series. How no one can compare with God. Because he is the creator. He is the all-powerful creator. But in the midst of all of that power, he brings his reward with him, verse 10 says. And he comforts his people like a shepherd. He holds us in his arms. He keeps us close to his heart. He gently leads us. All those wonderful images from verse 11 are true. They were true in Isaiah's day. They were true when John the Baptist took this chapter and announced the coming of the Savior. And they're true today. Whatever you're going through, God holds you close to his heart. He holds you in his arms. He gently leads you like a shepherd. Jesus in John 10 said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. And the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And that's what God did for us. While we were still sinners, Christ 
died for us. Well, as we close today, this statement, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. The voice says, cry out, prepare the way for the Lord. What do we cry? What do we say? What is our message? It's the word of the Lord. The word of our God endures forever. That God carries his people close to his heart. That he will not let you go. And that you do not face what you're going through today by yourself. Strength for the weary. These words in Isaiah chapter 40, as we read through the rest of this passage, starting in verse 12, these are the verses that we will look at in the weeks ahead. Isaiah 40 verse 12, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? Or with the breath of his hand marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket or weighed the mountains on the scales and the hills in a balance? Who can fathom the spirit of the Lord or instruct the Lord as his counselor? Whom did the Lord consult to enlighten him and who taught him the right way? Who was it that taught him knowledge or showed him the path of understanding? Surely the nations are like a drop in the bucket. They are regarded as dust on the scales. He weighs the islands as though they were fine dust. Lebanon is not sufficient for altar fires, nor its animals enough for burnt offerings. Before him all the nations are as nothing. They are regarded by him as worthless and less than nothing. Verse 18, with whom then will you compare God? To what image will you liken him? As for an idol, a metal worker casts it, and a goldsmith overlays it with gold and fashions silver chains for it. A person too poor to present such an offering selects wood that will not rot. They look for a skilled worker to set up an idol that will not topple. Do you not know? Verse 21. Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner do they take root in the ground than he blows on them and they wither. And a whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. Verse 25, to whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. Verse 28, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk. And not be faint. Words of life. Words of hope. Give us strength. Help us cope. In this world. Wherever we roam. 
ancient words will guide us home. If you need to come home to this God, come as we stand, sing our song together.